no one, and I mean no one, comes into our house and pushes us around. You believe that America is the land of opportunity? Yeah. We're soldiers, but we're American soldiers. We've been kicking ass for 200 years. And those of you who are familiar with it know that in America, democracy is hypocrisy. Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. You're listening to the Abolitionists Roundtable with your hosts, Phil Stargell and Bruce Flurry. They're leading the charge in advancing the conservative revolution. Join the conversation at 734-822-1600. And now, your all-American hosts, Phil Stargell and Bruce Flurry. And good morning, everyone. This is the Abolitionists Roundtable for Saturday, December 5th, 2020. And we have a really great show lined up. We have uh, Phil, Phil Stargell, who is uh, our illustrious leader. Uh, there's a, a, a few uh, glitches uh, Phil is running, working through right now, but we expect to have him on hand very shortly. And we are also in, uh, joined this morning by the one and only Ron Edwards, uh, the, uh, the uh, head of the Edwards Notebook, which is heard every Saturday at this time or during, during, this, uh, during this broadcast, as well as... Uh, Ron, I don't know how many stations you're on now, but uh, you're grow- you're growing like uh, you're growing like uh, nobody's business. Hello, Bruce. Are you Hello. still there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Well, I'm, you'll I'm, you'll just have I'm, to I'm, keep keep this conversation going until yeah, we can establish I'll connection. Keep the conversation going. Uh, yeah, Ron, we seem to have uh, lost you and and Phil, but we're working on getting that uh, that back up in really short order. So just uh, kind of hang in there and. Uh, well, what I wanted to do to start out the program today is uh, the Detroit broadcast uh, talk radio market lost a real uh, leading light in the person of John McCullough. Uh, John McCullough worked in, in our uh, in our market uh, uh, off and on for uh, oh, going back to the uh, 1980s, um, uh, various stations around town, WJR, WXYT, and late on WD, WDTK the Patriot on 1400 FM. Uh, John had been battling cancer for quite a while. Um, and, uh, you know, when I, when I heard about it, when I heard about his passing, uh, a lot of thoughts went through my mind and uh, maybe some of the callers who have, uh, and our, our, our broadcast uh, today, our, our audience today rather, who have, uh, who have experienced uh, conversations with John uh, during the years uh, might like to chime in. Um, John, I considered a friend. I only met him a few times, but we were kindred spirits, I guess, brothers in arms, you would uh, want to say. Uh, the station's bio, uh, which is really all I could access, uh, points out a couple of things here. John's career on on-air radio started on, at Ohio at WTAM, which was called then, w, then WWWE in Cleveland in the 1980s, early 80s. And it was uh, it was John's coverage of the Challenger disaster in January of 1986, folks, which prompted a uh, Detroit radio station, I believe it was WJR or WXYT, they don't say, but to invite him to uh, come to Detroit and uh, uh, perform in the afternoon drive slot. And later on, John was moved uh, to morning drive time and performed there throughout the fall of the Berlin Wall and subsequent events. Um, John and his lovely wife, Cindy, who, by the way, a lot of people don't know, is an Olympic swimmer uh, and a native of Detroit. Um, 
uh, they uh, they relocated to Florida for a few years uh, in early 1990, and then about oh 10 maybe 11 years later, uh, came back to Detroit to uh, to continue his uh, his uh, his his fine uh, his fine work in in uh, on the talk radio airways in Detroit. Uh, now, John, uh, I guess you could call it as a uh, it was a real Renaissance man, if you would if. Uh, you know, if you're familiar with that term. Uh, looking at the bio here, John's unique style no doubt stems from his varied background as a bartender, waiter, tree surgeon, card-carrying teamster, garbage hauler, sales manager, and more. Somebody who did it all, that was John McCullough. And John brought a great style, great uh, uh, awareness to his uh, job as a uh, as a radio talk show host, uh, talking about the issues which were very important to everybody from a conservative point of view. Um, very, very pro-life, um, very, very pro-gun, uh, pretty much checking all the boxes of a solid conservative. Can you hear uh, me now? Yes, I can hear you, Ron. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, go, go ahead, Ron. Uh, what, what were your impressions of John? Uh, many of the same things that you're, you're saying. Uh, he had a good sense of humor as well. Yeah. And um, very intelligent man. I used to uh, love running into him at the station uh, and just to uh, pick his brain a little bit, uh, just <laughs> say something yeah. and, uh, you know, yeah. just hope he would uh, expound a, a little bit. But, yeah, uh, he was uh, – uh, I, what I liked about him is that uh, he never left his roots in no. a sense. No. He, 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 he loved uh, where he came from. And uh, though he lived in Michigan, he spoke uh, glowingly about where he came from in the Cleveland area. He loved this country. Yeah. And he was just like you and I, very, very unhappy about the, the many things that have been perpetrated against this republic. Mm -hmm. And that uh, he was always, it was obvious when he was ever on the air, he was yeah. always vigilant in uh, speaking out against the, the evil. And what was unique about him uh, among talk show hosts is that he gave the listeners a lot of opportunity to uh, call in and give their views. And uh, he didn't often, you know, he would have people call in and uh, whether he disagreed with you or not, you were allowed to, ex you know, express yourself freely. Yeah. And uh, that's another thing that I liked about John. Even if you disagreed with him or whatever, if you were a socialist or whatever, he was <laughs> still, re he was still respectful to you. And, uh, um, uh, just, yeah. but he was just a the consummate professional, and he also a lot of people don't know this. He also worked with um, Amway uh, after yeah. Amway switched and became uh, boy, I, I forget the name after Amway. Uh, in fact, uh, he recruited me, and uh, you know, we in fact I remember we went up to a big meeting up in Saginaw. He and his mm -hmm. wife, and, and 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 my wife, and we went up there and. Uh, uh, we we hung with it for a little while, uh, but uh, you know that just wasn't for me. It, we, we we gave it the old college try, but uh, yeah. you know. But he was an entrepreneur. He had that entrepreneur spirit. You sure and, did. Uh, yeah. So he was a jack of all trades, and he knew a lot about all the things that he was involved in. He wasn't one of those guys that uh, you, you know. What do they say? Um, I, I think knows so. a, yeah. People, now, people don't know how. Don't care how much you know until they don't know how much you care. Yeah. Type of thing. Yeah. 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 
Uh, can so, uh, can you hear me, uh, Bruce? Oh, we can hear you. We can hear okay, you. Okay, great. I've, I got mine on here. I uh, <laughs> just wanted to say that I also am uh, from the originally from the Ohio area, and uh, John, John McCullough was uh, was always uh, just a, a, a inspiration to me to hear him and some of his stories. He, you know, he t he told a, a couple of stories about Bobby Knight and and him <laughs> being a substitute teacher or something one time, but. Uh, John uh, John McCullough is going to be if he was a very very uh, uh, good spokesman and a good uh, model for to to uh, for all of us because sure. uh, you know he was always concerned and he was always uh, concerned enough that uh, you know he wanted it right and he wanted it correct yeah. and that that was the thing that uh, we see today. Uh, that 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 is a double standard, and I'm he uh, he he didn't like that, and I don't like it, and I know you guys don't like it either. Oh, but, yes. but but uh, but this is what we have uh, seen, uh, and 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 uh, I'm not going to give anybody uh, any uh, any false idea that that uh, that what I see going on today is. Is is something that I'm I'm proud of. No. You know what's going on is it's people are taking advantage. They they talk about how bad America is, but they take advantage of that fact and use it to their yeah. advantage. Yep. And and, and yeah. that that's what the Democrat Party has made their living on ever since this republic has begun. Well, yeah, and and, and you're right about that, Phil. Uh, you know they at it's almost like organized crime, you know, the the mafia, Cosa Nostra, and that. Whenever they get arrested, they they scream about their rights, okay, yeah. of the Constitution. They and then they use the Constitution to to undermine the uh, prosecution and wind up getting off, you know, getting themselves acquitted. You're seeing the same thing happening with, well, I I solemnly swear to uphold, protect, and defend the Constitution of the United States. So help me God. And then they turn around, people like Biden, people like Obama, people like Schumer and, and, and Pelosi, they go completely against what's in the Constitution. They forget yeah. the Constitution is there to limit their power. Exactly not, right. You know, not to limit the citizenry. Okay. Yeah. What was it Dennis Prager says? The bigger the government, the smaller the citizen, right, Ron? Absolutely. And yeah. and see that that's the trick that uh, became fully uh, exacerbated during the civil rights movement or what my dad called the bastardized rights movement. And I'll never ever forget when I would read about and hear about some of those old civil rights movement uh, activists saying, I want my constitutional rights. And so Lyndon Johnson gave it to them because the constitution was meant to limit government. It, it all got switched around. Yeah. And so the government then took the unalienable rights and became as pervasive as it is today and abusive to we the people. Yeah. We forgot that when we were running around, the, the, the folks back then were running around for their rights, they should not have been saying, I want my constitutional rights. Because right then, they were limiting themselves without even realizing it. Yeah. And so they, they flipped the script. Yeah. Well, yeah, and, and you see it now. What has happened is... That those those uh, civil rights have been applied to the voting rights, and now you got 
uh, where special rights yep. are interfering with your and my constitutional rights. They have nullified your and my vote by pushing illegal votes into the system via the uh, the uh, absentee ballots and the in the in the, the, the mail in uh, ballots mail in ballots yeah. and the mail in ballots is the worst of it because there's no way of determining whether it's legal. So now you got illegal people, people that don't have uh, identification and all of that, yeah. that are flooding the uh, the the, the the uh, mail with with ballots. You don't know how many times they voted. You don't know whether or not, in fact, they should even be voting because. And then they turn around and say the judges turn around and say, "Well, that is." It, we see that uh, these people uh, voted illegally, or somebody else voted and they uh, weren't able to vote. We see this happening, but that's not enough votes to overturn the election. That shouldn't be the the uh, the criteria. The criteria should be whether or not it is unconstitutional, and what the the whole idea of it was was: Are we getting unconstitutional uh, votes in there, and are they nullifying the votes of of constitutional citizens? And, and this is and this is what's being left out. They're talking about, well, uh, yeah, we we see that uh, uh, the mail-in votes uh, were uh, uh, put in, and uh, there's a couple of bad ones in there. But that's not it's not enough to affect the outcome of the election. Yeah. But, well, but but the but the thing is that's that's not what is being harmed. That's not where the harm is coming from. The harm yeah. is coming from the fact. That that you changed the law illegally and allowed these absentee and, and mail-in votes to be uh, to be counted just like regular votes. Plus, wow. there were there was electronic switching too. There's mm -hmm. so there 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 was enough votes that were electronically switched that yeah. caused uh, the, the, the Biden to move ahead. And let's not forget, you had truckloads of uh, votes brought in. In the wee hours of the night, after they said, "Well, everything's closed now," and yeah. well, and they ushered out the Republicans, and in comes these big vats of votes from where you had votes uh, brought see. in from from New, New York, York to Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Yeah, yeah New York come on, right? Hundreds. Well, that's 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 exactly why it. You know, uh, what what is the reason for not allowing the uh, the petition? of the court to carry further is because they are ruling on something that is is not what uh, what they should be doing. They should be voting on whether or not those votes that were that came in at midnight mm -hmm. illegally they 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 are unconstitutional because first of all the legislature did not sign off on or did not pass the law to allow mail-in voting, and then also you've had you've got uh, people uh, third and fourth uh, party custody of votes. You don't know where they're coming. The unions are doing it. Right. Uh, different uh, different uh, civic groups that are you know partial to one party yeah. are the ones that have custody of them, and then mailing them in in bulk. And so. Well, and then 
not only that, not only that, Phil, but we've we've seen we've seen a, a I think uh, I think it was late. It was on uh, I forget what her name is, but she was an observer. She was on uh, either Tucker's program or Handy's program, talking about pristine ballots that were marked. You know, and there was no there was no evidence of any type of wear or, or handling or anything like that, which raised suspicions. You know, maybe you have maybe one or two that are, that are like that, but I mean, you have whole stacks, whole reams of these things. Yes. Um, and then we were warned months ago about mail-in balloting being the most likely candidate for massive fraud. Hans von Spakovsky uh, did an interview uh, on Fox uh, on, on Fox News Channel a few months ago, saying this is a bad idea. A really bad idea because you're just asking for all kinds of all kinds of shenanigans. I mean, in the first place, these things a lot of times are sent out; they're not even requested. You have to request an absentee ballot application. They don't and just send it to you. And they you use the COVID. Well, they see, they the were... COVID scare, the COVID scare, the COVID panic to uh, to facilitate this massive massive amount of of uh, of ballots and ballot applications that some, and some there's some places that received four and five applications for the address of the same person but i heard uh, bruce i heard yeah. that there was uh, one state that sent out a million and a half of these mail-in ballots and was got back two and a half million. was it pennsylvania or was it arizona i think it, was, it may have been arizona sent out a million and got two million back yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean that right there is that what is that? I mean that is proof that there is fraud going on. Yeah, it's massive fraud. It's it's just it's it's to the point where it is so pervasive and it is so huge oh, and I cannot wait. I cannot wait, gentlemen, until it gets to the Supreme Court and you are going to see this thing flipped over and the uh -huh. Democrats are gonna to go to nutsville because oh, people, yeah. I think people are gonna to go to jail on this. Uh, I even um, I, well, how about I, that, one, I that one woman in Georgia. I never received that, that video. Yeah, I never uh, yeah. requested a mail-in ballot, but guess what? Yeah. I was mailed one. Yeah. I was mailed one. Okay, uh, there were people that went to vote, and they're told, "Oh, I'm sorry, you already voted." Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so there's and this is and it was common. It wasn't just like one case here or there. No, this is so pervasive, gentlemen, that this yeah. is going to affect. Uh, the ruling, this is part of the reason why I know that Donald Trump will still have his second term. This, this, there's, there's been nothing like this in the history of this country and no. in the history of most countries. And yeah. we've got to simplify the system. In India, in India, third world India. Uh, well, we seem to have lost Ron momentarily in the uh, the middle of his, uh, but yeah, I, uh, we, we get, you know, Phil the, and I, uh, Okay, go ahead, Ryan. Okay, the only way you don't have to uh, go to the poll in India is if you are too sick to get there or too old or whatever. And But in America, you have people, oh, just mail it in or whatever, because mm -hmm. they know it's about cheating because the Democrat Party has nothing good to offer America. But well, that's why, 
Well, you know why they said Joe Biden could beat Trump because they knew that they they had this scam in their back pocket. That's why they didn't. That's why they didn't. uh, that's why Joe Biden stayed in the basement. It wasn't because he was out of his mind. It was because they knew that electronically they were going to do much more than they did during. Remember when in 16, they cheated then. They just yeah. didn't do it. This, But the, the numbers were not big enough to wipe out the Electoral College. This time, they did it so large that it wiped out both the Electoral and the popular vote. But even if you consider the numbers that Trump got... No president, incumbent president, got as as many votes and in the way that Trump got them. Yeah, yeah. And another thing too, guys. You mean to tell me that there are millions of ballots out there that were marked and only one candidate or you know, voted for, and that was Biden Harris, and everything else was left blank on the down ballot. Now, I understand, okay, if you come across an issue on the down ballot or the other side of your ballot, like we have in, in, in our community, where you have the the, uh, the judges and the bond issues and the school board and all that good stuff, if you don't understand something, just leave it blank. Don't vote for it. I can understand that in maybe one or two cases to where you don't really know what's going on, but to leave the entire thing blank yeah. and just have one one mark. Now that's got to tell you something right there, yeah. okay? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's got to tell you something right there. <laughs> I mean, for, for crying out loud. And 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 the thing is, okay, <clears throat> we don't mail-in voting make it easier for you to vote. Shouldn't voting be a solemn responsibility that it requires is. at least a little effort on your part? Yes. That's what your your duty is as a citizen. That is the minimum thing. And to, see the that, that is required of you as a citizen. And you don't I don't have to go take up arms to defend your country. You don't have to do all these other things, but you do need to stay informed. Yeah. And that's why you have shows like this. That's why you have publications like, like, uh, uh, like the uh, like the American Spectator or some of these other these other the great these great newspapers that are still out there. Epoch these, Times. Yeah, like <laughs> Washington Times. The Washington Times far yeah. better. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't wind up using, I'll tell you what, I wouldn't use the Washington Times for my birdcage liner. <laughs> I, I hear I'd you. I'd show a little bit more respect than that. But yeah, I mean, for crying out loud, didn't, uh, wasn't it Jefferson or one of, one of the founders said, we, the, 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 the democracy or Republican form of government depends on a well-informed populace. Okay? Yes. And to, I'll tell you the truth. To tell you the truth, I think that the people in the late 1700s who were building this country were far more informed about what was going on, even though you didn't have TV, you didn't have radio or the internet or anything like that, but they were far better informed than we are today. Because they did one thing, Bruce. Mm -hmm. They read. They read. They were readers. And if you are a reader... Like you yourself, you are a reader and you are well-informed. I read a lot. I'm well-informed. Phil is a reader. People that read are informed. However, what has happened, the Internet was also designed to disengage uh, the younger people from true intellectual development. 
as was our education system. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it morphed into that because in the early 50s, late 40s, America led the world in preparing their children yeah. through the education system. Yeah. You got late 50s, early 60s, it began, a, it began a decline, and that decline was faster than any other decline in the country, in the world. And we ended up from being first in the world on grade uh, points and stuff like that to somewhere around 30th, 30th among the, uh, the, uh, the, the, the nations in, in, the, in the world. That, that, that's unacceptable to me. But it's done not because we don't have the capabilities, but because we want we want it indoctrination instead of education. Absolutely. Okay, we reached the bottom of the hour, so we will be back with you after the break. You're listening to the Abolitionists Roundtable with your hosts, Phil Stargell and Bruce Fleury. They're exposing the left's underground resistance while leading the charge in the fight for liberty. Join the conversation at 734-822-1600. Hello, I'm Milt, and this is Logically Speaking Uncensored. E pluribus unum, the melting pot and unity. E pluribus unum is defined as from many, one. For years, this phrase was the motto of the United States and the basis for the melting pot concept. And when joined together, they formed a foundation for unity. The melting pot concept was intended to funnel foreigners coming into the United States into a pathway whereby they would be refined and acculturated in constitutional laws, civilities, and national patriotism. The Revolutionary War was fought to create a nation. The Civil War was fought to save the nation. And the United States' victorious involvement in World War II was fought to preserve the nation. The word united placed before America is no accident. It is a statement of cohesiveness. And cemeteries at home and abroad contains the remains of thousands of brave Americans who proudly call the United States home. And they did not die for a divided United States of America. Once the United States had a procedural process to filter immigrants, they were evaluated for mental and physical health, infectious diseases, character references, and financial capabilities. And they had to learn English. Many were so proud to be legal Americans, they often changed or modified their names. But today, illegal immigrants and other anti-American interlopers supported by Democrats and Saul Alinsky Republicans feel entitled to ignore and disobey legal conventions. America was built on the proposition of national unity, but today there exists a sad state of affairs whereby it is being fractured and fragmented by Hate America First Zealots who are polarizing and dividing the nation into categories, enclaves, and segregated neighborhoods with fascism concealed within political correctness. Collectivists say diversity, not unity, is the strength of the nation, and multiculturalism and bilingualism is better than the melting pot. 
But history reveals that without a melting pot of commonalities, the result is anarchy, cultural upheavals, riots, mob rule, and political insurrections. If the United States is to survive, there must be a return to the precepts of Eprobus Unum and the melting pot. Because it is the lack of assimilation that divides America and metastasizes into class warfare, racial animosities, segregation, and violence. The Statue of Liberty, a symbol of freedom and unity, does not say give me your huddle, anarchists, hyphenated people, or confused genders, yearning to be enslaved by communism, socialism, religious fanaticism, or political party dictators. For over 300 years, the Declaration, United We Stand, Divided We Fall, remains a valid prescription for the United States because the strength of a nation is one people, one language, and one indivisible God. I am milk, logically speaking, uncensored, saying, think about it. And, uh, that was Milt. Thanks to him for another great uh, commentary. I just want to say before we get to the uh, the rest of the program that uh, that this coronavirus has been a a, uh, a godsend to the to the uh, to the Democrat Party. These people are, in my estimation, in the Democrat Party, the most de- despicable people that ever walked on the face of this earth. <laughs> Because they, they use something like the coronavirus as a political uh, whipping thing to, to just beat President Trump over the head with it. And I fought the media for that. And I fought these uh, unscrupulous Democrats for for using this. Most of the time in a national disaster, and this is what this is, a national disaster, the people roll up their sleeves and work together and solve the problem. These people did not want to work with uh, President Trump on anything that was uh, anywhere near uh, something that would be positive for his image. They would not allow a a decent stimulus package. Same thing uh, that uh, Lyndon Johnson did when he held the, uh, the civil rights legislation up for years while President Eisenhower, probably eight of the eight years that he was, he held it up as the the uh, the Senate Majority Leader. Yep. Same thing Nancy Pelosi did. She held this stimulus package up that would hurt uh, help people, and 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 maybe just maybe make it possible for people to have a little bit of security until we can figure out a way to get out of this mess together. What does Joe Biden do? He comes in and talks about he's going to unite the country. You cannot unite people that don't want to be united. The, the, the Democrats have pushed hate so much in this country that people said that if President Trump was anything to do with the virus uh, vaccination, that they wouldn't take it. And, and, yeah. and that was said by Kamala Harris and by that idiot Joe Biden, both of them 
said that they wouldn't take it if it would. They act as if President Trump was out in the backyard or either in the bathroom mixing up a batch of gin, a bathtub gin like they did in the 20s <laughs> and, 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 and was offering it up to people. I mean, these people are despicable. This is why I don't care what anybody says. I never have voted for a Democrat and I never will vote for a Democrat in the national election. Amen. And I'm, I'm telling you, I have never seen anything to beat it. These, uh, listen, uh, and just recently, my mother, who is 99 years old, will be 100 in March. Wow. Which That's is lovely. the same month, by the way, that my youngest daughter will have her first baby in, in her late 30s. Mm-hmm. Because you know it was it's such a, a situation where uh, fertility is not a in black women it's not a priority. So she had a problem getting pregnant. Yeah, but she finally got it pregnant, and now my mother is a hundred going on a hundred, and she will have her child in the same month my mother was born. And <laughs> can you believe well, it? Her great great grandson be well. Let's hope that. Well, let's hope it goes uh, it goes well uh, health wise for both of them. Uh, yeah. that's that's fantastic. But, you know, but what I'm saying I, is that the uh, the policies of the Democrats to uh, allow the the nursing homes where elderly people are living yeah. out their final years is corrupted, like they did in New in, uh, in New York and like they've done in Michigan. Put these people in there, and and now my mother is battling the coronavirus. Hopefully, she's not symptomatic, but she does have the the she did test positive. Well, so I hope hopefully Zika, I, I hope, everything can be worked that, out. Well, I hope Ezekiel Emanuel, Doctor Death, doesn't hear about this because he says. And we said this last week, anybody over age 75 should should only get the uh, the coronavirus uh, vaccine last and once yeah. everybody else gets it. Well, yeah. here's the thing. What a guy. What a guy. Well, here, here's the, the thing. Brother, brother, That's why I brought it up, because they always uh, want to talk about how Trump took the uh, virus lightly, didn't didn't take it seriously. Yeah. And yet and still he was doing everything he could possible. And then when he does get the 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 the, uh, the vaccine, the people are so evil that they wouldn't even allow him to have the announcement made before the election. These people are evil. I, I know. Well, you know. Well, here's the thing too. When you consider the vaccine, uh, that's something that I will never take. The vaccine in itself is more dangerous than the Corona China virus. What I am very angry about is the fact that even the president is not promoting the cures that are out there and available. One of them is hydroxychloroquine, and the other one is the one that Riveritas is what he took. There are simple cures that are harmless that should be promoted. Now, I understand the left and the Democrats not supporting and promoting the, the cures because they're evil beasts, okay? But the president being afraid to promote it, uh, and, 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 and 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 please don't well, tell he me. Did. You, you, you remember that's not, why he stopped having his uh, updates every not, day, because when he when he came out for the, uh, uh, what, the classic chlor- chloride or whatever. Hydroxychloroquine. Yeah, once he, once he uh, uh, they, they savaged the man. Yeah, but because see, he endorsed it. He's gonna, be, but see, the thing is, he's gonna be savaged anyway, and I think that he should have not stopped pushing it just to tweak him. 
because there are many other things that he continued to say, whether they savaged him or not. Mm -hmm. And this is something that is very simple and easy to take care of. The hydrox, this, this stupid Corona China virus, by the way, has a very low mortality rate, one of the lowest mortality rates of any right. major pandemic in history. And, and, for, and, for the and American, I want to say, say one more thing on that coronavirus before, sure. before we go. Uh, we're going to go to the next subject. We're going to, the, 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 the whole idea of the coronavirus, you understand, was uh, was done something was done where the democrats campaigned and ran their ads in advocacy of the virus instead of against the virus everything was directed at trump and that is that i will never forgive them for that because uh, he did what could what more could anybody have done what different would uh, would anything anybody would have done that would have been different than what he was doing? This is what makes me so angry with the Democrats because they sit there and 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 everything he did when he put the uh, travel ban on China, they were yep. out there calling him a racist. Yep, Joe Biden especially. And yeah. and, and and as bad as they say uh, President Trump is, he never accused, which I would have done. If it would have been me, I would have said that the Democrats were in collusion with the Chinese to get the virus here. And because who was out and there celebrating and welcoming people on Chinese New Year after President Trump had put the ban on, but Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi, two of the biggest advocates for coronavirus. Well, they both yeah. should be in jail, guys. Both. Well, of them. They, you, yeah. I, I, I will say this, gentlemen. I cannot get into details, but uh, certain people will be going to jail. Um, the media has it portrayed as if there's no way, Jose, that Trump is going to get the victory, that everyone is going to get away with this, that, and the other, that the Democrats have won this thing, and that that's the way it's going to stay. I'm here to tell you, it's not going to stay that way. And just keep living, keep living, and you will see that uh, Trump and we are going to have the last laugh and it will be permanent. Well, well I, 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 I hope I'm rooting so. for you. I hope so. <laughs> yeah. Well, we got a, we got a, a caller on the line. Uh, Elizabeth, are you still with us? Uh, what's your take on all this? Good morning, my favorite patriots. Just hey. to just to clarify something, and this is from CDC doctors who work. I, I've heard this probably five times in the last week from scientists. So the the coronavirus test is not, and I repeat, not testing for coronavirus. It is testing for virus. So your grand your mother is not in peril. She almost you've heard people who had the viral, the coronavirus test done four times in a day. Two of them were positive, two of them were negative. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. it's part of the government's tyranny takeover of us, making everyone terrified. So the coronavirus test does not, and I know someone who knows the man who died, who developed the test. They have never isolated this coronavirus, really. So the test that's being done is testing for virus, period. 
not coronavirus. So and, and 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 when you when you hear all of the different my, two, both of my churches are experiencing quote uh you know there's tons of people sick it's an outbreak. Everyone gets a cold. You know most people get a cold who have you know low immunity. So yeah. don't worry Phil. Your mother is not in peril. Your your beloved 99-year-old mother has a cold. You know, we almost all have virus in our system. A herpes, yeah. a, a, yeah. a cold sore oh, is yeah. going to make you test have... positive for the yeah. coronavirus. I so be... it, it's a scam, just yeah. like the mask well, and that... everything else. Anyway. Well, I thank you so much for your word. Your thank you, Elizabeth. And uh, uh, what I'm just saying is, is that the the Democrats have have made it a craft of being able to twist any situation yeah. around that redounds to their interest, and that yeah. is so is despicable. They uh, what Rahm Emanuel said about never let a crisis good good crisis go to waste yeah. is exactly what their their reason. Well, you know, that's right. well, you know that's the- their reason for existence. Well, you know, the antidote to that is, don't, don't you, Phil? What's that? The antidote to that is telling the truth and getting the truth out there and yeah. making sure yeah. that our voices are bigger than their voices. We have It's a yeah. contest. Yeah. We have yeah. to overcome them. Yeah. They're, the, yeah. they're the wrong. They're, they're the ones who are the deceivers. And yeah. we have to deceive. We have to defeat them with the truth. And Isn't that be, one of Lucifer's names, the deceiver? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Thanks so much for joining us yeah. this morning. And, and, and as conservatives, Lucifer is we a have big to part of that stronger. Party. Yes. So, Take care. God bless. Weekend, Elizabeth. Okay. Uh, we've got the Edwards Notebook coming up. So, uh, Derek, would you take it away, please? There was a man who worked very hard to provide for his family, but times were tough. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page from the Edwards Notebook. One Christmas, the man's five-year-old daughter used all of the family's gold wrapping paper for one shoebox that she placed under the family tree. Money was tight, so the struggling dad wondered where the daughter got the money to buy whatever was in that shoebox. Nevertheless, Christmas morning, the little girl, filled with excitement, brought the gift box to her father. As he opened the box, the dad became angry and said, Don't you know, when you give someone a present, there should be something in the package. The little girl, with tears rolling down her cheeks, whispered, Daddy, it's not empty. I blew kisses into it until it was full. The father was crushed and begged his precious daughter to forgive him for his unnecessary anger. An accident took the life of the child a short time later. It is told that the father kept the little box by his bed all the days of his life. Whenever he was discouraged, he would open the box, take out an imaginary kiss, and remember the love of his beautiful child who put it there. In a real sense, each of us has been given an invisible golden box filled with unconditional love from family, friends, and most of all, God, who gave us his son. Merry Christmas, America. I'm Ron Edwards. Check out the RonEdwards.com. Sponsored by the Tri-County Liberty Coalition. Beneath that gruff exterior, that that, that, that wild-eyed bomb-throwing concern. (laughs) Yep. 
You're a pussy. Get the, get the big old butterball. Just the big old butterball. Great story, Ron. Where, where did uh, where did you hear that one? Or uh... well, I do. I I you know throughout the year I I find a lot of Christmas stories because you know Christmas yeah. is my favorite time of the year and it was always a, a huge part of our family life and, and neighborhood life growing up and. And I find those, try to find these great American stories. Trust me, it's not easy to find them, but you know, you, you keep digging yeah. and my gosh. Yeah, that was uh, well, that's a true story. Well, I really, yeah. I really do like the, uh, the story behind the candy can. That yep. is really, really yep. beautiful. Yeah. That's really beautiful. Hopefully you'll wait, we'll be able to put that one on next week. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, great. Yeah. Uh, well, Bruce, do you think we can uh, get a little bit of this, our lead story? Oh, we can, we can, we can, whet, the, we can whet the audience's appetite. Um, yeah. <laughs> there's a, uh, there's a, a, a really uh, stunning technological breakthrough in the works, if this is if these reports are to be believed. Uh, a battery now, which is a different type of battery from what we're used to seeing, it's a... Uh, and uh, it is capable of uh, lasting and powering a vehicle for 12 million miles. Uh, you could go 9,200 miles on a single charge, which is like two, three or two or three times back and forth across the good old U.S. of A. Um, and it's uh, it, it's it, and we're well t time is short here, but uh, this is something that we uh, we ought to be uh, exploring this more in depth next Saturday. Um, yeah, we. Uh We'll have a uh, somebody that's an expert on it give us a little bit more information yeah. on it. But yeah. it is a stunning re revelation in technology. Uh -huh. If this is if this is true, but but I can understand why uh, the the Democrats are pushing the New Green Deal because what they will do is they will use this to turn this into a a a, a, a country that will have as its as its main main attraction for illegals, the new Green Deal, healthcare uh, for everybody, uh, and, and uh, Medicare for all, and yeah. and uh, and uh, just uh, uh, probably uh, to, to have a segment of the country that is right. dedicated to the Democrat Party through providing all of their needs, from housing to healthcare to uh, transportation to what else? Anything right. that you can think of. Uh, oh, good old Uncle Sam will provide it. Go ahead, well, Bruce. Uh, run down uh, what, uh, what this battery capabilities are. Well, capable is the, uh, uh, again, we're wetting the audience's appetite here. We're going to be uh, getting more and explore this more in depth next week. It's 25 times more powerful than current electric vehicle batteries, which are not particularly effective. It charges in eight minutes. As I said, it can travel 9,200 miles on a single charge and can last 12 million miles before you have to replace it. So don't get the idea that all you do is charge it up once and you're good to go for 12 million miles. This is like <laughs> it does still have that one quality in, in common with regular storage batteries that you do have to recharge it. And but the yeah, one thing it's, it's in the, it really how is. long does it take to it, charge it? Eight, eight minutes. minutes. But what, the one thing that uh, that is also in the in the presentation is yeah. uh, that they anticipate a big portion of this will at one time be free. Once you get the once you get that battery, you should be <laughs> you should be able to uh, uh, you know 
Actually, if you had a big enough battery, you should be able to sell energy if anybody needed because everybody probably should have one. Right. But and, and, but and, they're right. talking about this is going to be uh, uh, carbon-free uh, electricity, power. Yeah. Power-free and free to the individual. So well, that is... Well, let's 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 not get carried away here. Let's uh, get the uh, experts' uh, advice, opinion on next week. But this is really, if this is true, and if it's, if it's even halfway true, uh, it's still it's still revolutionary. It's still stunning. But, well, it'll 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 do one thing. If the, if the, the first thing the Democrats is going to do is is to, uh, to to guarantee free education for everybody. Yeah, that's the first. Yeah. Thing. Second thing they're going to do, and that's to get the next generation. Free education, free housing, free abortion. Yeah. Well, thanks again, everybody, for joining us. Uh, it's uh, been, a, been a whirlwind hour, as it always is with this program. Uh, thanks very much, Ron, for joining us today, and I hope Thank you'll you. be able to join us next week, too. Absolutely. And folks, uh, we have a, uh, just remember that uh, contribution that you are so generous with, that's what helps keep us on the air. So mail that contribution to the Abolitionist P.O. Box 135, Garden City, Michigan, 48135. We'll get in there next week on this program. See you next week. Post Office Box 135, Garden City, Michigan, 48135.